we are a transatlantic law firm, so a lot of our work has some sort of US or international angle, which is really interesting and leads to really complex cases. I've always been drawn to innovation and the advancement of new technologies like AI. So for me, working with clients to develop these technologies and advising clients in relation to their contractual documents and data risks involved is something that I genuinely enjoy. We as lawyers need to adapt and get used to utilising these tools to make our advice and strategies more efficient. As a firm, we are trialling lots of AI tools and even have an AI steering group. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. This is the latest episode in our Practice Area Profile series in which we speak to practicing lawyers about their work in various different legal areas. This episode is in collaboration with Womble Bond Dickinson and is all about working in technology, media and telecommunications. You'll hear from Managing Associate Katie Simmons as Katie describes her route into law, favourite parts of a job and how her firm is adapting to the rise of AI. Katie also shares the skills you need to develop to be successful in this practice area and offers her advice for aspiring solicitors. We hope you enjoy this practice area profile. You can read the full write-up on Law Careers Net and find out more about training at Womble Bond Dickinson via the link in the podcast description. And now over to Katie. Hello, I'm Katie Simmons and I'm a solicitor at Womble Bond Dickinson in their digital team. I'm a technology and data lawyer within WBD's digital team. After qualifying, I worked at IBM as a business consultant to get more technical experience and understand what it's really like to work in the tech space as a non-lawyer. But this experience really helped to solidify that all I wanted to do was technology and data. Now, my favorite seat as a trainee solicitor was litigation. So I decided to go back to the law as a tech and data litigator. And once I'd got to the managing associate stage, I had started to develop my advisory practice more and more, particularly in the emerging technology space. And it, it actually became quite difficult to balance litigation and court work with this advisory work. So after various discussions with partners at WBD, we agreed that I'd pivot my focus to solely non-contentious commercial technology and data work. This has really been a game changer and has worked really well. My work as a digital solicitor is split into technology and data work, so two core sections. The technology work includes advising clients in relation to big outsourcing contracts and new technology solutions. The data work, on the other hand, includes looking at how clients are using personal data and advising in relation to data protection compliance, including drafting policies and privacy notices. We are a transatlantic law firm. So a lot of our work has some sort of US or international angle, which is really interesting and leads to really complex cases.
I think the solicitor route over the barrister route made a lot more sense to me from the very beginning, really. I've always been drawn to innovation and the advancement of new technologies like AI. So for me, working with clients to develop these technologies and advising clients in relation to their contractual documents and data risks involved is something that I genuinely enjoy. And the solicitor role provides more opportunities to do this. In terms of the work I do now versus the work I did as a trainee, I trained at a regional law firm. So there is just a huge difference between the clients I work for at that firm and the nature of the work itself versus what I do now at Womble Bond Dickinson. And my perspective as a supervisor and mentor to the trainees that I work with now at WBD is that the work is pretty similar um, from trainee all the way through up to partner. Now, the reason for this is that we get our trainees involved with the same projects and they will ultimately be encouraged to prepare first drafts of everything where possible, whether that's emails to clients or big outsourcing contracts. This is really how trainees learn. The level of supervision is what tends to change as opposed to the work itself. So as you progress from trainee through to NQ, through to associate and beyond, you start to take the lead on being a key client contact, for example, um, which will include sending emails out to clients yourself. And as you progress, the level of supervision gradually increases decreases. This happens at different stages for different individuals and can also vary depending on the project itself. For bigger complex projects involving international issues or complex use cases of technologies, there will always be an element of heavy supervision from a partner or senior lawyer. Um, so this is really where I'd say the distinction comes in. For me, I'd say the highlight of my career to date has been moving from litigation to a solely non-contentious role. I loved being a litigator and feel like it has provided me with so many skills from a commercial drafting perspective in terms of how to better future-proof contracts. However, pivoting to a non-contentious lawyer has really allowed me to focus on the development of emerging technologies, which has led me to working on some really interesting and cutting edge projects and feeling like I'm genuinely part of the advancement of these types of products and solutions. For me, the role is better than I could have imagined. If there were any trainees who aren't sure where to qualify, I'd say go with your gut and what you enjoy most. If you genuinely enjoy and are passionate about the work that you do, it makes a huge difference to how you attack new challenges. What do I enjoy least about my role? For me, it would probably be getting used to being out of my comfort zone. Every week and sometimes daily, 
I'm challenged with a new issue. Whether that's negotiating with a big tech company, helping a client with a failing IT project, or advising in relation to a potential data breach. No two days are the same. In some ways, this can be quite tiring and is undoubtedly what I find the hardest part of my job. Essentially making sure I'm like Play-Doh and can mold to the next task at hand. What do I enjoy most about my job? I love mentoring and playing a part in developing juniors in the team. WBD are brilliant in empowering you to go ahead with your own initiatives. So a few years ago, I set up our digital mentoring scheme, which aims to pair people together as mentor and mentee who wouldn't normally work together. It's this kind of thing that is really rewarding to see play out. In terms of the key issues facing the profession over the next five years, unsurprisingly, I'm going to say emerging technologies like AI. This is an issue in the sense that we as lawyers need to adapt and get used to utilizing these tools to make our advice and strategies more efficient. As a firm, we are trialing lots of AI tools and even have an AI steering group. Now this shows the level of focus and prioritization that we are taking in this area. In five years time, the way we research, for example, using resources like PLC and the way we review documents will be unrecognizable. In the days of my training contract, it wasn't unheard of to be on a client's site in their storage room for days and sometimes weeks at a time, manually reviewing hard copy documents. There are lots of lawyers who have concerns with generative AI tools that are based on models like ChatGPT. From my perspective, there are two key themes around these concerns. The first is around security of data and intellectual property risks. As a firm, we're overcoming this by using tools like Workflow GPT, which are a commercial and secure tool that stays within our environment. The second issue is around how we as lawyers use these tools and the skills we need to use them. There's a misconception that juniors will miss out on key skills, like how to draw from a blank page. But I would always say that actually these new tools and generative AI technologies essentially avoid that problem for juniors and why shouldn't they use it? What skills and strengths do you need to be a top solicitor in this area of the law? For me, there are three core strengths. The first is focusing on the detail. As a commercial lawyer, there are always risks that your drafting will have holes in it, creating the risk of future issues like litigation for your clients. It is therefore essential to develop your proofreading and analytical skills to ensure that you're not including any inconsistent wording or typos in your drafting that could later lead to the contract being misunderstood. The second strength for me is to be organized. This includes diarizing deadlines, thinking about what next steps could be on a matter and keeping top on top of cost estimates. All of these things sound basic, but are important core skills to learn. When you are working on a big project involving multiple work streams and different client contacts, being organized is an essential skill. And finally, being curious really helps. 
My friends often call me nosy, but in a world of technology, you need to ask questions to truly understand how a solution or tool works. Only once you do this, can you recommend the most appropriate strategy and properly advise your client on the benefits and risks involved. For me, there would be one top tip, and that is to focus on teamwork. This includes working together, finding allies, and supporting each other. I actually have a colleague who I work with in our litigation team who is at a similar level to me. Now, it would have been really easy for the two of us to kind of pitch against each other and compete. Instead, we've always supported and championed the other's success, whether that's helping the other one with their promotion applications or supporting each other on chargeable matters. One key takeaway that I take from that is you'll get much further as a team than as a solo individual.